0: Uh, this is Quinn. I'm Derek. And this is a Denver Stories episode. Um, for this episode, Derek, I first want to celebrate. I think this marks our three year bro anniversary. Um, the. Yeah, it was the CU Buffs game after Thanksgiving that we first went to a game, talk sports and things. And now. Three full years later, we're at episode 22 of the podcast, and um, in this story, I really want to highlight how I've come to care more about sports than perhaps anything else in the world of politics, art, my own well-being in some way, shapes, or form, Um, and really give a shout out to some of the people that have made that happen.
1: Like, Do you remember when we first decided to make a podcast? I don't remember exactly. We had this vague idea for a long time where it was like, we should do a podcast, as most people do. Yeah, yeah. You have like four or five people where you're like, we should do a podcast. And we had a podcast meeting with one of your friends um, at one of the pod spaces. Yeah, yeah. And then that didn't go anywhere. Nope. And then we were like, okay, let's just do it, and then we'll see where it goes. Yeah. And here
0: we are. Um, Shout out to all the many listeners. (laughs) Um, But yeah more so i've I've just been like kind of racking my brain because the older I get, there's so many things that you kind of like have to choose not to care about, and then there's that small pocket of brain and heart space of the things that you choose to care about that will upset you, will stress you out, and I mean for me, more and more it's the denver nuggets the Denver Broncos, the Colorado Rockies, and Colorado Avalanche, which it's a cool thing. I really feel that I'm not going to learn too many more things in life, but I'm learning how to love hockey, and so thanks to you. So this uh, episode of Denver Stories is going to chronicle um, my relationship and our relationship to the Denver Nuggets, specifically sports in general, and a memorial to my friend and co-conspirator Nick Thorne who uh, passed away almost shoot three years ago. Um, His birthday was last weekend and it was really weird with the Facebook algorithm like one person posted a memorial photo of him um, and because of the way the algorithm works then there were a bunch of people who were like seeing um, this article about his passing I think for the first time and then sharing it like he had just died um which shout out to grief and trauma that was an interesting one but um, another way that the facebook
1: algorithm is not helping us yeah
0: thanks i've i'd I've rather see politics stuff um than well-intentioned but still completely ignorant <laughs> posts about my dead friend um but it's also a great time to think about him because the nugget's just played the lakers and um if he were still with us uh he would have no doubt been wearing his new jamal jersey city jamal murray city jersey and probably getting kicked out by security for getting in a fight with a lakers fan um so i mean that that was definitely his personality and i feel like since he's been gone i've tried to be that character more embody his drunk asshole <laughs> um, at a sporting event uh, milieu, if you will. Um, and yeah, so, so the Denver story starts um, 2007 uh, along the 10-year streak of the Nuggets getting eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, he very randomly invited me to the first home game Uh, against the Spurs, which actually I think you were in attendance for that game as well.
1: I was there too. I remember it distinctly because it was when Marcus Camby was awarded his Defensive Player of the Year trophy. So like two minutes before kickoff, he just like walked out and they were like, here's the trophy. And then he left. (laughs) And then that was the highlight of the game. (laughs) And it went downhill from there, as it did every time the Nuggets played for years in that first round. I went to... So many of those games, there was a bad one with the Clippers and Chris Kamen where they got killed. I think they lost by like 40 points. Yeah. It was, it was just regular old nuggets. At least this,
0: this, uh, butt kicking was an earned one from the Spurs, but it solidified my hate for the Spurs. It was the first time that I got to see not just Nick, but his dad as well, heckle a Spurs fan. Um, And then me trying to think of things to say, but I just couldn't keep up with it. So I knew Nick, too. Uh,
1: Mm -hmm. Quinn and I went to high school together. Um, Weren't great friends then, but knew each other. And I actually, we went to Denver School of the Arts, which is a middle and high school. And Nick and I first met playing football in seventh grade. We would go out on an uneven uh, field. It had hills on both sides. So I'd always known Nick as a sports guy because he was just as passionate on the football field, being one of the smaller players on the football field. Oh yeah. As I think he was about sports.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I first knew Nick through the city park soccer, um, club. He was on a rival team. And, um, I think that's where his, uh, shit talk leadership was forged by just talking smack to other second graders. Um, (laughs) we ran about the city park soccer fields. Um, Yeah, I mean, so the history goes back. Nick and I were best friends, um, ran the Black Actors Guild together. But I think really, like, our relationship stood out because we were, like, two people who cared about sports in a variety of different ways. And shout out to the DSA Football Club. Um, We had a couple good runs um, of just, like, every day at lunch, just throwing around the football playing tackle on a small spit of terrible land that was not built for recreation at all. And, um, then shout out to the moment all of us realized like, yo, we like girls and it's better to not be sweaty. So let's, instead of playing football, let's just hang out with girls. Um, I don't think they carried on that tradition anymore. They tore down the basketball courts, at uh, DSA as well. So, um, The DSA is the White Siberian Tigers.
1: At least they were when we
0: went there. They still are. Actually, if you go into the DSA now, they have um, the logo on the mats when you uh, walk through the door. That's amazing. It's a leaping tiger. It actually would be a cold-ass football helmet because it's like a tiger in full sprint. Um, But no one cares or carries on that tradition. Shout-out to our slam poetry team. That was always better (laughs) than our sports. Uh, So, yeah, Nick... A lot of different ways to go into it, but Nick was definitely the Kobe on most teams that he played on, one because he was vocal, one because he would like take that shot that would piss you off so much, and uh, I think I started a rivalry with him but it wasn't... It was kind of like how the Nuggets have a rivalry with the Lakers, where we care so much and the Lakers don't even think about us too often. Um, But he was that person that made you want to be a better player. So he would motivate you through upsetting you because he would just, like, take that mid-range jumper in your face and he was like... Shorter than you, so you're like, I'm going to block it. But for whatever reason, his shot would always just go right over your fingertips. And then he would strut down the court. He would talk crap. But it was always a super fun experience. Um, And then I think later on, so we had our first Nuggets game uh, way back in the Carmelo days. But I think our friendship really took off in a sports vein. Um, Two thousand. 12-13, 12-13, that glorious Nuggets team uh, led by Ty Lawson, Andre Iguodala, and Kenneth Farid, um, where I think we went to 15 games that season. We got to see the Nuggets beat up on the Lakers. Um there's a beautiful moment where they tossed an alley-oop to Kenneth Farid right over Dwight Howard's fingertips. And Kenneth Reed just blammed it on them. And the crowd went wild. Um, and Nick started crap with the Lakers fans sitting behind us. Who, uh, This is still when the Lakers were good. So the guy had was talking about, oh, we got the rings, blah, blah, blah. And um, prophetically, Nick was like, not for much longer. And then the Lakers haven't been good since this year. Then uh, we went into the following two seasons just excited, like, okay, well, the Nuggets are going to build off of this, then they sucked more,
1: and... And, uh, you know, first of all, on that team, the Nuggets may have been able to make a run, but Danilo Gallinari had a terrible injury. Oh, you're right. That really just cut that season down. They ended up losing to the Golden State Warriors, and really that was the first time that the Warriors won a playoff series, and I think... If that series goes differently, maybe Golden State doesn't become the team they become. Yeah. It was really the team to follow and then the Nuggets fired George Carl and lost general manager Masai Ujiri yeah, that dude. summer. Yeah,
0: Thank you for that reminder cuz we were at that game too. And it was just we were on the opposite end of the arena so you couldn't see exactly what happened but just like Gallo went down wobbly. And we were like, okay, he just hit his knee. He just hit his knee. It's just a little bruise. He'll come back. And I think the Nuggets ended up winning that game. But the overall cost, yeah, it was they started a dynasty for the Golden State Warriors. And I woke up on Nick's couch after a goofy night of partying to the news that George Carla had been fired. Um, And, yeah, that's and there's only so many people that you can be like, dude, George Carl got fired and then to be able to share that like shock and, and just be mad like, about it
1: for years. In
0: years. Dude, yeah, this the what ifs of that um moment were incredible. Um but I mean, Nick just like me, grew up on the Nuggets being a terrible team. So we were
1: totally resolved to go through the next couple of seasons, the Brian Shaw era, um That was at the height of me doing a lot of press, and it was very hard to go from the team being so good, and the players being happy, and talking all the time, and Fareed being in a good mood, to Fareed turning and having a bad mood, JaVale McGee turning and having a bad mood, and then Ty Lawson's descent. Like, that was a tough time. Just watching this team that we knew could be good, just lose it under Brian Shaw, and then not sure if they were ever going to regain their footing. And that team didn't. That team never did. It absolutely
0: imploded. I remember they had a 10-game win streak followed by a 10-game losing streak. And, I mean, that's indicative of this dedication to Nick is kind of about that level of almost but never but still cheering nonetheless. Um, And, I mean, he, he was so passionate about so many things. But his... His energy was always that of the, I think, maybe the Will Barton was like, I'm going to take the shot because the ball's in my hand and I'm closest to the basket regardless of how many people are guarding me. And the ball's still going into the net most of the time. So we had resolved through those Brian Shaw era seasons and then the Nuggets drafted one Emmanuel Moutier. and we had both convinced ourselves that he was going, his Jersey was going to be in the rafters. And I got a call from the Nuggets front office, not the front office, but one of the offices in the building, um, inviting me to a private tour of the Pepsi center. And I called Nick and a couple other friends like, yo, let's go walk around the Pepsi center. Um, it happens to be a common marketing ploy. Um, which is just like, hey, come to the place where we want you to spend money on these season tickets. And um, at the time, Nick had just become the manager of a dispensary, so he had a bunch of disposable income. Uh, and so the dude was like trying to pitch us on the tickets, and I was like, I don't know, man, that's that you're asking me to spend more money on anything than I ever have in my whole life. Um, and Nick was like, yeah, we're going to do it. I was like, Okay, all right. right. I'm Glad we had that conversation. So um, we became season ticket holders with like five other dudes. And by halfway through the season, everyone else had dropped out. So it was me and Nick who were shouldering um, the cost of these like $2,000 season tickets. Uh, Section 341, right on the railings. I mean, it was beautiful seats. Um, and the season started out very exciting. Like maybe this there'll be the turnaround after a low point. Uh, The season sucked, but there were a lot of beautiful moments. We got to have a shoot around on the court and they had a little star in the corner of the court with all the names of the season ticket holders. And because it was Nick's um, account that I just paid him through, he had a beautiful moment where he stood there and looked at his name on the Denver Nuggets court, the culmination of 24 years of fandom and Hey, I've never been more jealous and proud of a person at the exact same time. Um, And that's something that I wish I got to share at his uh, funeral theulogy, just because, like, those are things. You choose to
1: care about something. And right there was a milestone moment for him. And I think when you're a fan for so long, those moments where it is with someone else really does, like, make it all worth it. Like, I... uh had a year where i wasn't home at all it was the broncos super bowl year and so i was in new york for that whole super bowl run and it was a little less good to go and watch it with people who didn't care didn't know what was going on and like really a lot of the sports to me is those moments where you have like the moment on the ice or you see that play that you'll remember forever that a lot of people won't because they weren't there with the people to talk about it
0: we never got to have that like Amazing sports moment as Nuggets fans, but we did get to watch the Super Bowl together, and it was um, it was the best thing ever. You're watching the game, like, they're in the lead. And then another good thing happens. Like, the lead is increased, which was, I think, a catalyst moment for me because, like, that was the first championship I was, like, a fully conscious human being for. And in the moment of celebration with him and all these other friends, realizing, like, oh, I may never get to have this again, just given the fact that Denver sports is constantly letting us down. Um, And so that's like a moment that I know when I talk to my kids about my past and my friends, that's something that's going to pop up just because we got to have that great embrace. And we never got that with (laughs) the Nuggets, really. Um, We had a couple of good – like that season – we got a um, – no, almost nothing good happened that season. No, there was a Will uh, Barton dunk over um, Monte Yunus, I think. Like, we had just sat in our seats and almost fell over the railing because Will Barton just dunked it all over this dude, and it was incredible, and we hugged. So we never had that definitive sports moment, but we got to have him looking at his name on the court. So I'm going to think, moving forward after our – debacle of season tickets we were like well we'll probably never do that again um just because you can't trust other people to pay on time but we would still go um to games pretty regularly there was one night that a blizzard was rolling into town and we were like yeah tickets are gonna be really cheap because was a blizzard um so we're like yeah we'll go met him at brooklyn's bar right next to the arena and we were like well Food and beer is cheaper here, so let's just watch the first quarter um, here. A dude strolls up to us and he's like, hey, y'all, I've got some seats on the court. Like, They weren't floor floor seats. They weren't right up there, but they were like the best seats I've ever imagined. He's like, I've got one. Do y'all want to go with me? Do y'all want 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 to purchase this? And we're like, well, we're not going to leave the other person. All right, what we'll do, we'll buy you food and beer here, and then we'll switch off every quarter. Um, and then the dude's like, yeah, cool. So we went, switched off, and then at the at halftime, the guy was like, hey, no, I got an idea. So he walked up to security and said, hey, these two guys are famous rappers, and I'm trying to sign them to my label. Can you please just let us go sit on the floor seats? And there was a blizzard. There were plenty of seats open. So it's... I don't know his name. I don't know where he came from. We friend each other on Facebook, but I've never seen him since. He just finagled his way to getting us uh, these close-to-the-floor seats. And it was an amazing experience that we got to share. Then we got stuck in the blizzard um, after the game. And uh, it was so worth it and so terrible being stuck on the mall ride. They were like, "Yo." know... The Bus is stuck. We can't go anywhere. So we had to then walk like a mile and a half in the snow to get back home. But that's the type of stuff that you suffer through for sports. Um, and so I, like, I look back on all of these moments after his passing and I think so much about how I watch the game and how much I care is that it's like it's bigger than me now. It's for a fandom, for a friend who I think he probably loved the Nuggets for longer, for more than I did. And so... In my spirit of competition with Nick, I'm trying to care about the Nuggets more than he ever did. And um, on that fateful day that the buzzer sounds and the Nuggets are NBA champions, it will be celebrating with him as much as anyone else. But I also want to thank you because it's you've helped me process my grief through being a sports fan. And um, I think the Denver's is dedicated to our friends who have inspired us to do this in a lot of ways, but it's to everyone that has that connection to sports where it's like, yeah, I don't even know why I care so much, but it's connected to like the people whose parents raised them as fans. Um, the people who played in division one and never got to go to the next level. And those who are just learning to like sports, this is why we do it. And so, um, Shout out, rest in peace. Thank you to Nick Thorne for your fandom, and hope we're doing you proud, my dude.
1: Well, that concludes this episode of the Denver Stories. Uh, tune in every Thursday for our regularly scheduled episodes. Uh, thanks for listening. I'm Derek. I'm Quinn. See ya. Peace.